This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great stories, and our first story of the day is from Uncle Coyote, Father's Day Compliance. 18 years ago, not about, trust me, I know this one to the date, I was over at Dad's house and I needed a wrench, and coming from a long line of mechanics, I knew he has one available as I didn't have my kid in my car, so I asked to borrow one. Dad, of course, said yes, handed me the mechanic's toolbox, and just out of habit, I opened it and immediately noticed that a Craftsman 716 ratchet end wrench was missing. Again, I come from a long line of mechanics. Every tool has its place, be it in a drawer, box, or outlined on a pegboard, and I thought it was weird that Dad lost a wrench out of the spare-slash-house toolkit. You're missing a 716th, I pointed out, showing him the missing slot. Now dad being dad just had a bust on me a bit, so looking me dead in the eyes and beaming a huge smile, he responded, It was there when I gave it to you. Mind you, I hadn't left the kitchen. I hadn't so much as shifted my feet. I knew he was lying. He knew he was lying. But it had been ingrained in me since childhood that losing a tool is a death sentence. Now, I knew he was busting my balls and I let it go, but from that day forward... Anytime we needed something, he'd make a comment like, Sure wish I had that 716th wrench that OP lost, or, You know what would fix it? That missing 716th wrench. This went on for months. So one day, he made the usual, Tease me for losing a tool comment, and I warned him. I looked him in the eyes and said, Say it one more time, old man, and you're going to get that wrench every birthday, Father's Day, and Christmas for the rest of your natural life. Few hours passed, I asked him to hand me a tool and he said, I can't, you lost it, remember? I laughed and played it off, but it was on, and that was 18 years ago. Today being Father's Day, he just received his 52nd Craftsman's Ratchet End 716th wrench. Since that day, he's tried telling me that he knows that I didn't lose it. I knew that already. That I don't need to buy it. Oh, I freaking do. And he's occasionally tried to say it was a different size or item to get a different present. But we both know that's not happening. They're everywhere. Every coffee can, junk drawer, cabinet, toolbox, pegboard, or spare nail in the house and garage contains a Craftsman's 716th ratchet end wrench. You know how they say you're never more than 8 feet from a spider? Well, in Dad's world, you're never more than 7 feet from a Craftsman 716th ratchet end wrench. Because there are at least two in his truck at this point as well. When will it end? When the old guy dies. That last wrench will go in his cold, dead hand so he can tighten bolts in heck. Because I warned him. Gosh darn it, I warned him. 
Happy Father's Day to all of you with weird traditions, jokes, and relationships with the man who made you who you are today. And if you need a wrench, hit me up. I know a guy. Would you say you're the kind of person that loves making these kind of lifelong, jokey commitments? Or would you think something like buying this ratchet end wrench every single year would just get tiring after a while? Something that eventually you just wouldn't want to keep up with. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Minor Tyler 100 Jelly on top, please. Alright, so I work at a snack bar at a bowling alley. The manager, who I'll call Eric, wanted to mess around while ordering his dinner. We all mess with each other. He wanted two PB&J sandwiches and specified that both need to have the jelly on top. I said, two peanut butter jellies, jelly on top? He said, yes. I thought, that's stupid. You can just rotate it however. Let's just put it on top. So I proceed to make two PB&J sandwiches with the jelly physically on top of the sandwich. I bring the sandwiches over and Eric absolutely loses it and can't stop laughing. He showed it around to everyone. Safe to say we started an interesting game of taking orders literally and I'm excited to see it keep going. This is like telling somebody to print an image upside down on a standard A4 size sheet of paper. No matter what way you do it, you can just spin it around. But now the story just leaves me wondering, how much did it affect the experience of that PB&J with the jelly on top? Maybe it changes the texture in a way that it's revolutionary. This next story is from Umbralia. Oh, is that what I said? So at the old company I used to work at, I had a coworker who would consistently push the work onto me and then claim they did the work. They'd volunteer me for late shifts and then would basically say, it's cause you're still new, you need more practice. At some point over three months working there, I got really annoyed at consistently writing their copy for them and them taking the credit. And they'd consistently attribute it to me being new coolies. One evening when I was packing to go home, they came in and gave me a 10 page setup and said I needed to write copy for all the assets before I left. I was annoyed, it was a Friday night, I made plans and I wanted to leave. I told him I had plans and he said again, you're new, I'm doing you a favor. This is how you'll learn what it takes to lead a team. And then he left. So I started making errors. Nothing too hectic. An example, we were running a competition and the poster was meant to say, stand a chance to win your share of $1 million worth of prizes. I wrote, stand a chance to win $1 million. Huge legal issue because false claims and company could be sued, etc. So this person took the work as usual and published it the following morning. He didn't bother reading anything at all. He copied and pasted and that was that. Monday morning comes and I got called to the MD's office. He told them I'd written the copy and said I'd made the mistakes, etc. Only for the MD to scold him for being incompetent and not doing his job and pushing it on an intern and then also not reading before he posted it. P.S. The MD saw the posts like 10 hours after they'd been posted and lost it. She called marketing and told them to pull all the posts down. Small victory, but he never asked me to do any of his work again after that. I just appreciate that this higher up sees through all the BS and doesn't let OP be the scapegoat. I would be so disappointed to see my employee passed off all of their work and couldn't even do the bare minimum. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. This next story is from Gadwall Drake, as you wish. 
In a former life in the previous century, I was a tour bus driver. It was a great job for a single person, took me all over the US and into Canada several times. The tour companies often hire step-on guides to show a busload of strangers around a city or a national park or such like. The step-on is usually a local resident and knowledgeable about the area's history and attractions. Most are at least competent and some are remarkably good at the job. One day in a northern city, I forget just where, we picked up a woman who didn't have much experience with bus tours. She had an odd personality and was a bit of a cold fish, but whatever, I didn't have to like her. I just had to work with her for an hour and a half. It soon became obvious she didn't know what she was doing. I had never been to that city before, I had no idea what was on her agenda, even if I hadn't known my way around, and she provided very little information to me. Obviously, doing an efficient job of directing the driver is a key part of the job, but she told me she would let me know where to turn. As one might imagine, having a clue or two about where you're headed is very important for the safe operation of a bus. You don't just turn at a moment's notice especially if you're on a multi-lane road. I had to interrupt her a good few times to get directions, and she was getting testy about it. I'd been doing the job for a while by then, and I was quite good at it. I got along great with most step-ons, and we worked seamlessly together. The really good ones will incorporate some of their directions to the driver into their narrative. Okay, when we get to the top of the hill up ahead, Gadwall is going to turn left on 19th Street. As we round the corner, if you look to your left, nice. Anyway, this guide got really pissed at me the next time I asked her something, like which lane I needed to be in. She keyed the PA mic and said, I'm sorry for the interruption, but your driver keeps asking me for directions. I keep telling him I'll let him know where he needs to take us and on to more blather. Okay, I thought, we'll do it your way. Soon enough, the guide got into telling some story and we continued to motor on, obviously heading out of town on a major street that became a state highway or something. After a while, she noticed where we were and got really flustered. She didn't know a good way to get turned around, and I offered no suggestions, just kept driving while she sorted it out. After that, she started doing her job, and we didn't have any more trouble. After we dropped her off, the passengers and the regular tour guide told me how funny they thought the episode was, and we all had a good laugh. If that were me, as much as I would love to do exactly what OP did, once I got out onto that state highway, I would be so pissed off, I feel like I'd just have to say something. I'd want to be like, hello, are you gonna tell me when to turn? And our final story of the day is from Arno Dorothea. If you don't like it, leave. Don't mind if I do. I want to preface this by saying it's my dad's story. I wanted to share it to honor him since it's Father's Day and I just got off the phone with him. He's so much happier now. My dad's been a mechanic for almost 30 years. We immigrated to the US 10 years ago. But in my home country, he was both a mechanic and a workshop manager since he studied engineering in college. When we moved to the US, he chose to move all of us, which meant he had to work very long hours, 10 to 13 hours, 6 to 7 days a week, as a mechanic to make ends meet. He could have maybe gone back to school and gotten a better job, but he wanted all of us to be together. Anyway, my dad had been at his job, I won't name which one, but for a big shot car company as a mechanic for years. He had another job before this, but had to relocate after we moved into an actual house. Yay. 
He was really their star employee. He overworked himself to the point of fainting at work, and all he did was ask his co-worker to bring him water and continued working. He never took lunch breaks. He would eat food quickly in 10 minutes and would go back to finishing tickets. None of this is healthy, and I'm not glorifying it at all. I wish he didn't have to do all of that to make ends meet. After almost 7 years at the company and never having gotten a raise, my dad never asked, he didn't even know he was allowed to, him working himself essentially to death and doing the work of 3 people as one person, he was told he would get $18 an hour, he was making $15 an hour. This would have been huge for our family and we would have gotten to refinance the house and lower our mortgage. He worked overtime a lot, so he was excited to make more. Then a mistake happened. Not even my dad's fault. Another worker forgot to put oil in the engine before letting the customer drive off. Obviously the car broke down and it fell back on the company to reimburse the customer. They decided that they would take it out of the worker's paychecks because everyone should have been paying attention. They told my dad they were cancelling his bonus. He finally decided to stand up for himself and said that's not fair. They said if he wishes to instead, he could pay for a portion of the engine's cost himself if he wants to keep the bonus. He declined, which was met with, just leave if you don't like it. They assumed that would be an empty threat because not only was this during the height of lockdown, but obviously no man working those grueling hours would be able to afford to just leave. But that's exactly what he did. He simply said, okay and walked out. They tried saying something, but he told me he paid them no mind and drove to the nearest gas station. He then called his old company's manager. The manager was very kind to him. I remember when I was younger, I even went to his kid's birthday party, and that was the first birthday party I'd ever gone to. I didn't have any friends in the beginning due to my accent and kids being mean. Apparently his old manager, who had moved to California himself, then came back to our home state earlier that year had offered my dad a job when he moved back. This was at another big name car company, but I won't name which one. My dad had initially told him that he couldn't just leave his workplace since he'd been there for years and felt responsible for the company. I honestly don't understand this company loyalty stuff, especially if they pay you like crap, but maybe I'm too young to understand that. Anyway, he explained the situation and asked if the position was still available. My dad got started at his new job at $20 an hour with a raise based on his performance and a sign-on bonus. Literally just had to do a drug test, no interview, no nothing, and got hired on the spot. After three months, he got bumped to $25 an hour. I always worried about him overworking, but he kept reassuring me that it's a lot less on him even though he still works 10 hours a day, 6 days a week. He tells me a lot of times he's making house calls, so he gets to drive on company time which relaxes him, and that the workload is a lot less for a lot more. I hope he's telling the truth for his own sake, but he does sound happier. They've even let him borrow the company cars during winter, while the roads are icy because my dad has this beat up 1999 Toyota Camry that creaks and rumbles while running, and his manager said he doesn't want my dad risking his safety to drive to work. He told me today that they're making him do managerial duties now too. It's what he used to do before we moved to the US, so it's really easy to him, and that as compensation, they're giving him 25% more than what he was getting before. I'm so happy for him and very proud of him. I'm glad he's not overworking himself, 
and left behind that crappy company. They tried reaching out to him to match what the new job was giving him four times, but he's declined every time. They even said they'll give him a sign-on bonus. Obviously, he's declined. Mess around and find out, I guess. If you're really going to threaten your most hard-working employee with the if you don't like it, leave it, then you should be ready to accept the consequences. No, you don't deserve any two weeks notice. No, you don't deserve any more of his labor. My dad deserves everything though, and I just want to share his story because I love him so much and am so proud of him. You just gotta love when an honest, hard-working person continues to have an upward trajectory. With where they're at right now, it must be so nice to realize, I'm getting $10 more an hour here. Frankly, that old place sounds kinda awful. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.